This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Well, I'll tell you, apparently the Bay Sox are starting to trust me a little bit because last time they had me in this little tiny booth down on the concourse, and now I'm up in the owner's suite. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Air-conditioned TV. Yes. We've got food. The only thing we're missing are, uh, like, round girls from boxing bringing out, bringing out wings or something like that. But I would say we are joined by Adam Pohl, but actually I am joining Adam Pohl, who is the director of marketing for the Bowie Bay Sox once again at Prince George's Stadium. Yeah, thank you, John. And man, we're about midway through exactly, the year. Exactly. That's crazy. I mean, it's, and yeah. it's, it's been a wild season as far as baseball goes. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, Major League Baseball, I just uh, heard a report yesterday that Major League crowds are up 8%. That's a significant number. I mean, there's a lot of reason for it, but I think that a lot of these rule changes that we discussed a little bit at the beginning of the year that we've seen in the minor league baseball for four or five years, a lot of them, I mean, there's been no adverse effect on the major league side, and um, it's been a great thing for baseball. It has. It it really has. And I mean, you know, you, you know, watching it at home, if you're watching it on television or if you're going to a game in Major League or certainly here at Baysox Stadium. No doubt. No doubt about it. I mean, we, we love baseball, but the, I mean, you go to a college basketball game, you, it's going to be two hours. You, you, you go to a soccer game match, it's going to be two hours. I, and, and that's important. I, we, going to a baseball game, obviously, the, the lack of a clock, per se, the, the lack of time is uh, is unique to the sport but when the average game is three hours and 10 minutes it's just a lot especially when you're asking that on a weekday night for families and the like and um you know the fact that games are two and a half hours now i think is uh, is much better for the game fantastic and again it can't be more convenient than prince george's stadium yes uh, you're I mean, I, I was briefly, I was taking a shower this morning on my way over here and I was going, oh my gosh, am I going to make it? You know, hey, Siri, what time is it? What time is it? Uh, all of a sudden it's, I'm like, oh, I got like 15 minutes to spare. I'll sit out in front. So I'm, I'm literally, you know, 15 minutes from Annapolis. Right. Uh, deep in the heart of Annapolis, uh, Upper Marlboro, even, you know, even D.C. Come on out to a minor league ball game. It's pretty easy to get from. Yeah. So I grew up in Arlington, Virginia, and I grew up right near the Falls Church line. So not the part of Arlington that's closer to Maryland, per se. I mean, Arlington's right near right. Maryland, but you understand what I'm saying. And um, the first month I worked for the Bay Sox, I, we, we were kind of in transition, my wife and I. So we lived at my childhood home while we were getting our new house and uh, he, in Odenton. And it, if there was no traffic, like driving home at 10 o'clock at night, it, it was 35 minutes. That's a piece of cake. And, and for me growing up in Arlington, going to Bowie felt like you were going to the other end of the world. You know, I mean, it was like a long ways away. Why would we ever go that far away? True, true. Well, it's, it's funny as we sit here halfway through the season and I mean, the Bay Sox as a team uh, on the field. Yeah. Seem to have uh, found their stride. No doubt about it. It took a little bit mm-hmm. to do it. I mean, I was uh, jokingly with somebody we were discussing Bay Sox baseball and I said, I got to give credit to Matt because he's the gentleman that we're going to speak with in a little bit. But yes, uh, the guy has his uh, synonyms for losing. (laughs) (laughs) It was a rough start. It was. There's no doubt about it. The uh, but but boy, the team's really come on strong. We we play a week, the same opponent for an entire week. It felt like first month or two of the year, the those six game sets we were. You know, we were one and five or two and four every week, it felt like. Yeah. Was, and now they four came or up five, short, they dropped another one. Right. <laughs> four or five weeks in a row, we have 
we've we've been the team going four and two uh, or five and one. So that's really exciting. And I think that um, a good thing is the team has stayed very healthy, so we're knocking on wood. And um, a lot of the top prospects have had a really, really good year. So that that's something that really, really stands out. Um, not that everybody doesn't matter, obviously. And uh, part of, of what this is all about is players that are a little bit under the radar proving themselves. We've sure. seen great players come through Bowie over the year that over the years like that, like uh, Cedric Mullins, a 13th round pick, Trey Mancini, an eighth round pick. And we're seeing things like that again. But but a lot of the, the most heralded guys coming into the season have had really good years. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, and the weather has pretty much cooperated for you guys. Yeah. Um, no, there's there no haven't been too many rainouts. There have been a couple. Yeah, we had one tough weekend, uh, but um, where we had to rain out a Friday and a Sunday. But really, all together, it's been really good. Hey, question for you. When it rains. Uh, okay, obviously, everyone groans. Yeah. Uh, you know, the tarps come out and everything else. Uh, and, and, I mean, if it's a delusion, it's a downpour throughout the whole day. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. But how does, how does the call for making, you know, canceling or postponing or a delay, how does that come down? Does that come from it's, baseball operations or is that stadium operations? Or? Yeah, so it's it's really an interesting thing. But uh, uh, so our general, my general manager, my boss is Brian Shalcross. He's been uh, at the head of the Bay Sox for the last two decades. Brian is the person that makes the rain call until, and I always thought it was until the game started, but then somebody corrected me a few years ago. It's actually when the lineup card is exchanged about five minutes before the game. And that's universal throughout baseball that at that point, then the rain is transferred from Brian to the discretion of the umpires. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so Brian, for the most part, makes many of the, of the major calls uh, before a game. So if it's just going to rain all night, uh, a lot of times it's easy to rain a game out, postpone a game early. Then, you know, you don't have staff coming to the ballpark fans. But I think logistically it probably makes a lot easier on you yeah, to turn around and say, okay, it's so not playing. Our field is so good at handling rain. So it's not like your front yard, you know, so uh, or even like a, a youth field. That's so an understatement as I look out here. It, yeah, <laughs> you know, if it's let's say the Bay Sox have a game that's at uh, 7.05. And it pours rain at 5 o'clock. Just unbelievable rain. Well, and it's done raining at 5.15, and we know it's not going to rain the rest of the night. You know, we're, if we, we're able to get that tarp on the field, we're going to play. Yeah. So, so the, field, the field will drain, and no the ground about. crews will be able to get it all dressed up for, yeah. for a 7.05 or a 6.05 start. No doubt about it. Well, one of the big things in your position here at the Bay sure. Sox is uh, not on the field. <laughs> it is making sure that the butts that are sitting in the green seats or on the uh, the bleachers uh, have a good time when they're here. No doubt, and you are, and, and and they do. I mean, it's it's a fun it's a fun position, I imagine. And I have yet to meet a kid that uh, had a crappy time at the Bowie Bay Sox. Uh, they they love it when they come out here, as do the adults, except for that one guy that got his back waxed. But that's <laughs> a whole different. <laughs> oh my God, I remember that one. That, that's a whole different story. But you know, major league, but minor league baseball is you know known for some of the wacky stunts and stuff like that. Yes. And I know that you've had several promotions during the first half. But what's what do we look forward to coming into the second half of the season with the Bay Sox? 
for the Annapolis crowd, I, I think the Bay Sox have one of the most unique nights. You already know what I'm going to talk about in, in minor league baseball when we have the entire plebe class of the Naval Academy here. So that's going to be on Friday, August 4th. Uh, so we're really, really looking forward to bringing, uh, you, you know, another uh, great group, uh, fresh uh, uh, midshipmen here from the Naval Academy out to Prince George's Stadium. And the fireworks follow that game as well. But it's really so special. It's the first time the mids get to wear their whites, uh, uh, you know, so it's a really proud moment for them. And they get to do it at our stadium. So I don't think, you know, there's 120 teams that play minor league baseball. And I, there's just there's nothing like that for in the entire country. I, I agree. I mean, we're fortunate we have the Naval Academy in Annapolis and everything else. And uh, if it, and it, it's a magical night here at the stadium. And if you've never seen about a thousand young men and women, yeah, second guessing their life's decisions at one time. <laughs> <laughs> they, time. It's so funny too because there is you know when they go through plebe summer. I know that uh, that they're not eating much sugar, right? So uh, it's it's just amazing to watch, uh, you know, the amount of uh, of sugary drinks or cotton candy or can- you know things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, like without, the, I mean, the, the, the concession stands are are rocked on that night. I mean, their calorie intake is through the roof, but their exercise intake or exactly. outflow is also exactly. through the roof. So it balances. Out. I think I read somewhere where they're they're consuming something like fifty four hundred calories. Wow. can you a imagine? Day. Uh, but they're they're working it off and they're dropping the weight and they're getting in shape and everything else and you know thank God we've got these uh, you know thousand people a year no that want to want to you know serve our country like this so from all over the country too which is wonderful and that is August fourth correct so it's going to be a Friday night Friday August fourth. And uh, come on out to the ballpark. I mean, this is something that uh, I mean, it's always fun to go to a game and and everything that that comes along with it. But this is really a special night for sure. Now, I noticed on the website you've got a number of nights that are called intern takeover days, and I'm, and I'm <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. curious as to about. I mean, do they like tie you up and like leave you guys in the closet and, <laughs> and just? Okay. It's funny that we're talking about this right now because we are in. In the period of uh, our uh, Orange Ambassadors is our internship program. We have 10 to 12 college students this year. Most are locals, that, but they could go to college anywhere. So we've we've got uh, we've got uh, students from all around, uh, really the East Coast this year. We don't have many that that stray away from the East Coast that that are with us this year. But but they come to us as a marketing staff and they pitch us on three different ideas. Uh, each, each one of our, uh, you know, orange ambassadors does that. And then we choose which ones we're going to do. And then the group of them together oversee and operate those nights. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's sort of like a little pseudo shark tank here for minor league ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, uh, and, and then they go back to school and they've got a, they've got a feather to put in their cap and on their LinkedIn. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun, uh, uh you know, summer. And, and it's one thing that I look back at my college time and it was the only thing for my college years that I would change is that my dad got in a car accident two weeks before I was coming home for summer and I needed a job that made me some money. And uh, so he had to go to a local rental car place and got me a job there. And I worked at, you know, at a rental car place, you know, every summer during college, instead of actually, you know, working and interning and doing things that would would lead to my career, career, you know? So I, I think that uh, it's it's really a valuable experience. The funny thing is sometimes it's valuable in the other way. You know, sports management is such a huge major now. 
but that's it's it's a wide variety of what you can do in sport and uh so for many of our orange ambassadors over the years they come and they're like this you know maybe this isn't for me you know and i mean that's important right now's the time to find out now's the time to find out so they 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 work with our staff they do a lot of different things uh they're really a huge part of our in-game promotion in our fan uh experience because they're out in the crowd kind of getting fans to do the games and and helping oversee all of that so it's it's a cool experience uh our internship program Hey, here's a question for you. And, and and you've been involved in the promotions. I mean, you've been out on the field doing the YMCA and the, <laughs> you know, and every, everything else over over the years. Yeah. How difficult is it for your uh, fan brigade or whatever you want to, want to call it, your interns that are out there to get the crowd into it? Or does that does it just really happen just so easily? It's a good call or a good question. And it matters what kind of crowd it is, I guess. Sometimes the bigger crowds are, are more apt uh, to, you know, getting into a game. But, I, I, you know, I mean, altogether on some of our slower nights, uh, it, it can be a little bit tricky sometimes to, to get the people that want to do the dizzy battle. Right, whatever, right, right. Uh, but but altogether, people are here to have a good time. So I, I, it's it's not that bad. They, they really are. And I do appreciate the fans. The, some of the some of the fans here are vehement, you know, been season ticket holders for years and years. And uh Sometimes I love it when it sort of reminds me of my Philly days where, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they'll give them such a hard time just, just, just as much as they'll cheer them on. Uh, I remember a long time ago there was a bunch of folks in the front row that had, like, the uh, the megaphone and That's the right. whistle and, and the whole nine yards. Like, you know? We've got our fan, Bob, that brings a, a drum every every night. He used to he, uh, bring the cowbell out, uh, which uh, when I was broadcasting for the Bay Sox in our great 2015 season, you always hear that cowbell, you know, you know on, on the home broadcast. Bob's I, in the house. <laughs> you know it? So, but uh, it really is, uh, it's neat. You know, rooting for a minor league baseball team as a fan is interesting because um, because the teams are always changing, you know? Mm-hmm. But the value, the ability to sit so close to the field, to get to know the, the players, sometimes even on a personal level, it's just it's just a whole different ballgame. You know, I've said for years, and it's not the best marketing line at all, but I mean, in the Bay Sox Stadium uh, with the Bay Sox playing, you can sit close enough to the field to hear the spit hit the ground. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, it's, it's not a great marketing thing, but you really, you really can. You know, we've added some safety things. We've added some netting and stuff sure, like that sure. now. But it's uh, it's a wonderful experience. If nobody has ever been here, totally worth the less than the cost of a movie ticket. No doubt. It's it's and it's very convenient. That's something that we're we're I, I you know in this marketing role need to uh, find a way to try to promote even better. It, it's just the little things. You know, one of the hardest things about going to a major league game is the parking situation. And you're driving into a major city a lot of times around a rush hour time. Sure. Then you gotta park, and it costs money to park, and you're a long way from you know from. I have a four year old, so I'm kind of in this world, of, you know, where it's like. It can be a pain. So for here to just be able to park a few hundred feet from the, or from, oh, you it's, know, it's from the from the front gate and parking is free. It's just that it's just that's such a big deal. You know what's what's amazing though. You turn around if you have a hundred dollar bill in your pocket with mm-hmm. three kids and a wife or a spouse, yeah. come here. You can have an entire night of entertainment and go home with change. Yes, most definitely. Uh, with, with a piece of cake. And I remember <laughs> way back when I took my family to a Ravens game. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I, David Modell was a roommate of mine in high school. Oh, wow. and, and he wasn't able to get me tickets, so I had to jump out and, and pay for them myself. Come on, David, help us but, out here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, you know, I wasn't able to get tickets, so by the time I paid the tickets, I think it was like a buck twenty a ticket. Uh, they, were, they were good seats, so, sure. but, you know, with, with three kids, and then it was like $30 to park. And then the beers were like $12 and it was, the hot dogs were like $9 and you know, and I'm saying, they're going, I just dropped $1,200 on three hours. Yeah. Uh, And I'm like, that's half a season at the Bay Sox. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, affordable family fun is uh, the minor league baseball moniker. There's no doubt about it. It, It's funny because I I feel that major league baseball uh, over time has really tried to mimic many of the things that minor league baseball uh, has done. And and one of my stories I love to tell is, is that when I started in the minors 20 years ago, uh, our, you know, nationwide, the big thing about the minors was all the extra entertainment Mm -hmm. and uh and that it was just more than a game you know so i was with a team in roanoke virginia the salem avalanche and our big thing was salem avalanche baseball it's more than just a game and then about six or seven years later i'm listening to it i probably was even a little bit later the yankees were having a 500 season which of course for them is terrible and uh and they're promoting things like you got to come out to the ballpark, New York Yankees baseball, more than just a game. And I was like, if the Yankees aren't more or more than just a game, you know what? <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. So what we've done on the minor league side to try to differentiate ourselves uh, is that affordability factor, number one. And then also um, to do some experiential uh, type of opportunities we do a, in the winter a 12 days of Christmas thing right. where you can buy a unique experience, taking batting practice in the field off of a coach or coming and announcing, uh, you know, an inning of a public on the public address, you know, things like that, that there's no, I mean, you could never do that at a major league game. Yeah. And that, that's kind of cool. That is, that really is. Well, I mean, you talk about, uh, I know that we run spots as the Bay Sox are coming home. Sure. Uh, you know, make the Bay Sox your nine inning vacation. That's right. I mean, and it's easy, uh, very easy and local. You know, there's a few uh, things, too, that I think I've been thinking about as far as the experience of coming out to a ballpark. A lot more people are working from home, you know, and it's like if you were working in an office and then you drive, you know, through rush hour traffic home and you get your kids, you, you know, you're exhausted. But if you're working at home and you're at home all day, you know, you might be a little bit more antsy on a Wednesday or Thursday night to go do something sure. at night with the kids. And, and I think that that may help baseball at large. You know, things, things like that. It's just these little well, things. Well, with school being out, sure. Come on, yeah. kids, get in the car. No doubt. Let's go. We'll be there in 15 minutes. And, exactly. you know, we'll be home by 10 o'clock and be a piece of cake. Well, what do you th- what do you think the team is going to do? How do you think we're going to do uh, with, as far as playoffs go? And actually, this changed up a couple of years. No doubt, the first half of the season sort of gives you a reset, so you have a Correct. chance to. Correct. I mean, you could be oh and whatever going into yeah, in theory. <laughs> and and I'll be honest, I I didn't really like that. The, the rosters change a lot on minor league teams. That's why they did that, so that a team that got off to a really bad start and gets a lot of new players. You know, and and is really good at the end of the year. You, you know, is can be rewarded for that. But you know, the Bay Sox could be that, right? Because we we were the you know worst team in our division in April and the early part of May. 
Um, but obviously we are playing like one of the best teams in our division now here at the middle part of the year. And we are getting for a third straight year, the number one prospect in baseball, which is just unbelievable. Uh, in 2021, uh, Adley Rutschman, of course, the Orioles catcher was with the Bay Sox for two thirds of the season. And uh, he was the number one prospect when here last year, it was Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar was not the number one prospect in baseball when he was with Bowie. So he was with Bowie the majority of the first half of the season, probably the first 40% of the year. Uh, but by the end of the year, he was rated the number one, you know, midseason. Uh, and then the second half of the year rated the top minor league player in baseball. And he was at that time with Norfolk and he had just been in Bowie. Well, the Orioles had four consecutive years in which they had a top five pick. And last year was the end of that road. Baltimore had the number one pick in the draft last year. And it wasn't like super surprising, but there were really two or three guys uh, that were thought to be in the running. And, you know, they've just done an incredible job, Mike Elias and his staff, at drafting these hitters because they took um, Matt Holiday, longtime Colorado Rocky, Matt Holiday's son, Jackson Holiday, mm-hmm. first overall, a high school pick. One of the biggest uh, guys that was a high school pick as well was Andrew Jones' son, uh, you know, the former yep. uh, the Atlanta Braves outfielder. He's been injured the majority of the first half. The Nationals took a high school player, Elijah Green. He's really struggling in low A. And here's Jackson Holiday, and he is absolutely dominating. And he's been elevated in the last two weeks to being the number one player in minor league baseball. We really haven't had a 19-year-old of his stature since Manny Machado. And that was 11 years ago. And more than likely, you know, he's a shortstop like Machado. He's not the same kind of player as Machado, I don't think. But, I mean, you can argue. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that, that's, that can do a little bit of it all. Hits for great power. Shortstop at this point of his career. Uh, but many feel he could stick it short. Now, Manny played third now but in the majors, but many thought... You know, he could be a shortstop. So his name is, once again, Jackson Holiday, and uh, super excitement in the Orioles system about him being a you know, future big league all-star level player. Fantastic. Well, how, what do you see for uh, baseball? We're going to have a winning second half? No doubt. Well, obviously we're going to, yeah. We're, we're what's, your, what's, your, what's your crystal ball saying here, Adam? So we've got about 70 games left, a little bit under. So my hope is that we can win right around 40, 40 games, maybe high 30s. Now, I believe Erie won the first half. So who in our division, Erie is the Tigers affiliate. So whoever wins the second half would play Erie in a best of three series. That would be in the third week of September. So uh, it's kind of funny. Bowie and Erie, Bowie's been very consistent. Erie has been the last few years as well. And uh, the last two seasons uh, that we've had, uh, Bowie and Erie went down to the last day as to who would make the playoffs. Uh, in well, actually, it'd be three well, years ago, 2019. That. It was back and forth. Yeah, yeah, it was back and forth. Bay Sox then made it in 21, and and it was Erie was not in it down to the wire in 21, but last year was the same. So we just beat out Erie to make the playoffs in 19, and then in 22, Erie just beat us out to make the playoffs. So, uh, but we haven't faced each other. But we and Erie have never faced in the playoffs. So let's see if we we can uh, make that happen this we'll year. We'll see. Fantastic. Well, and just before we wrap it up, I know that the Bay Sox in the past have done a lot of off-season stuff. Yeah. 
what do you have any plans for the stadium? We're, I mean, yeah, we're working on some stuff. I, I, you know, I know we've had a pumpkin patch event that's been very successful around Halloween the last few years. So I would assume that we're going to be putting that back into motion. So look out for that. Uh, we will have some some other entities, of course, uh, doing uh, some big events here at the stadium. We have a great uh, trunk or treat through Macaroni Kid uh, that takes place here. So that's another thing. But but we're actually working on some things right now that that uh, we're hoping to bring to fruition. So our hope, though, is to make this a venue uh, that is a little bit more than baseball over time. Obviously, there there really are a lot of things that go on the stadium uh, that that you know uh, might not be known to the general public as much because uh, we have such an amazing parking lot as well. <laughs> well you've, you've, had car, you've had car shows, you've oh, had concerts, yeah. you've had festivals. And uh, in, in prior lives, you had haunted houses. The and- haunted house was so cool. I think we're really looking to do uh, more concerts and festival type things here in the future. So hopefully we'll we'll have some things to announce in the near future, whether that be for the fall of 23 or or for 24. Fantastic. Well, my fingers are crossed. We're looking That's forward to That's the tease right there, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, my fingers are crossed to see that. That'll be great. And uh, I'm looking forward to a fantastic second half of the Bay Sox season. And Adam Paul, Director of Marketing, thank you again so much for your time. No doubt. Hopefully we can play some mid-September baseball. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday. 